Welcome everybody back to another episode of VeChain Has NFTs, where we talk uh, we talk about a relevant topic in the VeChain ecosystem and the greater NFT community um, as a whole. Today we have uh, data before dishonor. We got Sigtoshi, Mikey Leo, Leonidas, um, a man of many names, a man of many hats, and we have Schomburg. Um, all three have different experiences in the uh, in the ecosystem, so uh, we're going to dive into today's topic, which is going to be long-term sustainability of an NFT project. So, uh, at least here on the VeChain blockchain, when NFTs started becoming hot and heavy, we saw PFP after PFP after PFP, mint out, mint out, mint out. And we're seeing um, a change in the landscape right now a little bit of, um, I think people are reassessing uh, what they're building. Um, collectors are, are assessing what they're getting into as far as a collector goes. And of course, we're in the depths of a bear market right now. Crazy stuff going on across the whole crypto market. Um, so without further ado, how are you guys doing today? Data, how are you doing? Doing good, doing good. Kids asleep and other kids are occupied, so got some time. Excited to get started. Sigtoshi, what's your preferred name? We can go with Sigtoshi. Let's go with that. That works. But yeah, doing good. Happy to be here with all you guys. I think we're going to have a lot of unique and different takes on this subject, so looking forward to getting into it. Schomburg? Yes, sir. How, How you doing? doing today? Pretty good, pretty good, sir. All right. So what uh I mean you guys have all been in V Chain for a little while. Um let's just start with uh with you, Data. So you've uh you've also been a man of many hats. Um you know, from uh building the tools that you've built to building the project that you've built. You've also been a part of Virtual Flame Studios. Um, and I think now you're working uh, more behind the scenes on some stuff with the foundation and, and whatnot. What, what's your take on where we're at right now in the, uh, in the NFT space? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> thanks. So I think right now we're, kind of going uh, in, into a little bit of a limbo. We we do it every couple months, it feels like, um, where we get a lot of big rush of excitement and stuff happens and things change and occur. And, you know, everybody hits all the discords and floods Twitter. And then it just kind of like slows down and dies away. And then it comes back. And um, we're a lot bigger than what we were a year ago. That's for sure. A lot more people, a lot more wallets, a lot more interest. Uh, a lot more tools, collections, everything. Um, and we're getting a lot more foundation support. Uh, you know, we had the Hive event, uh, which Sig was there, and it was a, looked like a great experience. Um, you know, they're doing a lot more of the UFC, and, and I think that we're kind of consolidating and getting ready to have another big push in the next couple months because, there's just a lot, lot more things for for people to do and and 
different things for people to collect and different things for people to become a part of, different communities that they can connect with. And so I think, um, you know, it's just some slow, steady growth, and we'll probably hit a couple bursts of big growth as we build, you know, in that slow time, as we build that strong foundation, it gets us ready for that rapid growth time. So exciting stuff, build time. So if we are preparing for a, for another big pump, how does the, the greater crypto market um, play into that right now? Because, I mean, we're seeing FUD from every which angle. The uh, Silicon Valley Bank just allegedly went down, and that was a big tech bank that um, a lot of crypto is involved with and tech startups and stuff. Is that going to have a big impact on the NFT space and, uh, you know, in the V-Chain NFT space, namely? I mean, I think it will some. I think that it it doesn't as much harm the people that are in it currently, like the consolidated foundation that we have. It doesn't hurt them as much, uh, in my opinion, because they a lot of them have grown so close to the people that they're with on a day-to-day basis or they talk to on a, a regular basis that they actually find some solace and community with those people. And so it doesn't, you know, probably just strengthens those foundations. Um, and so I don't think it necessarily hurts that foundation part of it. It will slow some growth of it because you're not going to get as much new money into it at that point in time. You're not going to get the new wallet, but we're also kind of in that build mode right now to where, as long as we're not bleeding people and they're leaving the chain, which I don't typically see when we have those big, like we didn't see that necessarily with when the FTX stuff happened or when all those other, you know, three AC stuff happened. So I think that it's just, um, we may have a little bit slower growth, but we, we kind of have slow growth anyway right now as we prep for the next leg up. I mean, like short term, we might see some pain, but it just kind of highlights the problems with traditional banking in the first place. And that's kind of why we all see crypto as a solution for the future, right? So I think short term, yeah, we might see some pain, just individuals, you know, struggling to pay bills and needing money and liquidating things. It just happens, right? Uh, But long term, I think it just kind of shows the case more for what crypto really means in terms of, you know, um, financial independence from the big names out there that have been controlling the system for years and decades. So that's kind of my take on it. Long run, I think we'll be fine. Sean Berg, what say you? Yeah, I mean, um, it just, just doesn't go for just VeChain. I think it's all ecosystems right now. Um, we're, we're all still at the infancy at this point. Um, and, and that's relevant to how the growth and scalability is going to be for, for everyone at this point. Um, are there going to be tough times? Yes. I mean, uh, USDC just depegged, you know, that, that, that's going to impact some, some people. Um, you know, there's always going to be, you know, a, a unfortunate side of corruption where, you know, things happen, you know, banks, banks are going to go down. Um, people are not going to be vested into the right things. And that's what's kind of happening with the, you know, the Silicon Valley. Um, that's going to affect some people. 
but I think for the long term, you know, it's it's what we offer as a as as ecosystems. You know, each one of us has our own independent offerings. I think for VeChain and what we have going, you know, um, with this mass green adoption, you know, we're we're one of the greenest, if not the greenest, ecosystems to this point. So we we offer something that um, a lot of other ecosystems can't because they rely so much on on non-green essentials in order to build their infrastructure. Whereas uh, we are far, far beyond that at this point. And uh, we just keep building to, to, to even more greener pastures because of the partnerships that we've been, been involved in. You know, you, you got to look at who you're incorporated with. Uh, we're with DNV, PWC. Um, you know, those two companies are helping us not only monitor but also innovate more on the green side. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and those are, you know, bigger partnerships that that may or may not trickle down into the NFT space. But I think, it, you know, one thing we're seeing from, uh, let's take uh, Mad V Apes, Sigtoshi, your, your involvement with them is huge. They are uh, certainly leveraging like the UFC partnership Um you know, to work to their advantage and other partnerships that you guys are building. So what, what, what are you guys seeing within the Mad V Apes community as far as, um, you know, how are people, how are people uh, reacting to these new partnerships that you guys are doing new initiatives? You know, you're reaching out to, to people in real life. You just did a meetup in a bar in Chicago. Is that right? Um, you know, bringing people into blockchain, to Mad V Apes, to NFTs. What are you seeing with um, with the uh, community acceptance of what you're doing there? What you guys, as a whole, a project, are doing there? Yeah, I mean, it's. I think everyone thinks it's really cool. Obviously, you're you're an NFT product partnering with real world businesses, right? Um, I don't think it's translated into like a bump in price necessarily but i think that'll come if we do see the results that we're hoping for from multiple web2 partnerships with our nft project you know it's it's like we i like you said i set up a vfam meetup at a bar in chicago my irl customer or client owns that bar so i was just kind of utilizing those relationships to have a meetup spot, get some free drinks and like a VIP section at his bar. But there I met this guy who wasn't even there for VeChain, just he was actually working there on behalf of FanDuel. But it just so happens that he was the founder of this elite amateur fight league. Um, so just talking with him, explaining him why we were all there, what we're all into. And then he saw VeChain on the TV inside the octagon because we were there to watch the UFC fights. He's like, oh wait, because I had VeChain on my my hoodie. He's like, oh wait, VeChain, you're with that VeChain? I was like, yes. And he so that kind of brought some validity and and to what, you know, who we are and what we're doing. Um, so from there it's just like, let's find ways to help each other. He wanted to do NFTs and he wanted to figure out how to get involved in web three. And I was like, I can help you with that. Uh, we want to get introduced to a new audience of people. He can help us with that, right? So it was just figuring out the best way to um, make it happen so that it's mutually beneficial. Um, 
So my hope is, you know, there there's going to be proof of attendance on a tease for people who go to the uh, event on March 18th. Uh, my hope is, you know, you get, there's about 1,500 people that are going to be there and receive a ticket. So 1,500 possible people who are going to go create wallets, claim their free NFT, and then get airdrops in the future. My hope is you get like even, even like 10% of the people actually do it. That's still a lot of new wallets for an ecosystem our size. I think that would be a, a huge win. Because uh, then people will be like, okay, let me go research what VeChain is. Let me go research what Mad V Apes are. Then they start scrolling through the marketplace to see the different collections. Something might catch their eye. And then they come dabble around and join a Discord and become part of the community, right? Like that's, and then they tell their friends, hey, look at this, look what I'm into. So that part of it is what I'm really excited about. We need to get outside of our echo chamber. We need to draw in new people to see all the amazing stuff that is being built over here. I think that's our biggest problem. We have great builders, we have smart people, we have creative people, we have great artists, um, but it's not getting outside of our eco chamber yet. But I think it will, I think it will. Um, but I think I think doing stuff like that is exciting to me. Um, and then just kind of seeing the results from it. I'm, I'm interested, I'm interested. I mean, for us, it's like, it was a lot of legwork, it was a lot of, educating Jesse from Elite Fight Night um, about NFTs and about crypto and about VeChain and about how to create a collection. Um, There's a lot of education. That was kind of our, you know, payment. You know, for us, it's not really, uh, it wasn't like money to be paid for all this stuff that we're doing. So it's it's a win-win in my opinion. Um, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, I think the community in it, in itself is excited about it too. You know, they they want to see new people enter the ecosystem. I can't wait for that new person to just jump into Discord and be like, "Hey, I was at the Elite Fight Night. I saw you guys. I saw your logo in the uh, in the ring, and I I got my proof of attendance NFT, proof of participation NFT. Um, we got to be clear about that. But yeah, um, I'm excited for that first person to come into Discord and, and say that. I mean, that'll be a hype moment, right? Like, this actually is working. So, yeah, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, I think uh, I think that that whole initiative of the proof of participation, I think, is really cool. Um, I think we're going to see that across, uh, I mean, sporting events. We're going to see that across uh, concerts, everything. Um, you know, I think NFTs will be uh, – I mean, the they're the perfect tool for, you know, concert tickets. The first uh, the first one thousand people that that go to a Snoop Dogg concert will get, um, you know, X, Y, and Z, as well as their uh, admittance into the uh, you know the venue or whatever. And I think I think we're gonna see in the in the near future a lot of cool stuff being uh, implemented on the blockchain with the stuff that we love to do um every single and, way and so this league in particular is an it's an amateur league so they don't get paid very much like their whole goal is to move on to fight in that next level but think about that from from their perspective some of these fighters are going to want to get their own nft they're going to want the nft of themselves just like to show people and be like hey look at look at this nft of me knocking this dude out or you know, doing an arm bar on somebody like they're going to want that. So I think we're going to see some of these fighters 
create some wallets, get their own NFTs and, and show it off a little bit. Um, but the other thing I said, I made a thread about, you know, this partnership and, and kind of detailing all the, the things that go into it. But they just announced yesterday, um, one of their alumni from Elite Amateur Fight League just got accepted to be on the UFC's The Ultimate Fighter Show, the one with Conor McGregor and uh, Michael Chandler are going to be the coaches. He just got accepted to be on that show. So they have people that move on and go to the fight in the UFC quite often. Uh, now, if someone becomes the next Conor McGregor who fought in that league and you own that NFT of that fighter from when he was an amateur, that's got some value to it. That's got some value to it. So you can't forget about that either. And, and I think there's a collector in everybody and, and you unlock that kind of feeling of, of collecting things. I, it just, I'm excited to see where it goes. Absolutely. Um, Schomburg, your, uh, your words of wisdom lately have, uh, have really hit home, at least with me, you know, you've put out a lot of good stuff on the Twitter lately. I mean, you're, you're wanting people to, uh, to really watch what they're doing. So seeing like what mad V apes is doing, what, what other ways do you see, um, that we can utilize real life and, and, you know, be more than just, uh, Hey, here's, here's another airdrop to, to get you going through our project for another couple months or, or here's, you know, X, Y, and Z, here's a 7% royalty split between a thousand people. Um, you know, what, what else should we be looking for in a good project? And on the other side of that, what should uh, uh, another creator of a project be doing to actually, cause like you said, before we were recording, this needs to be treated as a business, you know, this, yes. it, it's getting a little deeper um, than just a, a digital collectible. There's a place for digital collectibles that's nothing but an ape, you know, but there's got to be a lot more. What What are your thoughts on uh, on other avenues? Well, uh, to start, I mean, I don't think people, well, when people look at this conversation right now and they see exactly what Mikey was just talking about, that is the start of what people haven't realized NFTs are actually capable of. When think, people think of NFTs, they think of uh, JPEG images, you know, uh, animated characters, some lifelike, whatever. But there's a whole different side that nobody ever touches on, which is the real life, uh, you know, the real life applications of NFTs. Right now, you know, before our very eyes, everybody's going paperless at this point um, because of the green initiative. So that opens the door to doing things like Satoshi is going to do, right? You go into these events and you have an NFT that actually shows that you went to the event. Um, that is the start of what could be something big for an actual project. Um, when you, like for me, um, I'm, I, I moved over now to the creative side. So... Uh, eventually I'm going to be thinking about dropping maybe a collection or something like that. But I don't want to drop a collection just to drop a collection. I want it to have real world value. I want it to be able to do something that in the future, um, sort of like along the lines like Satoshi's talking about, right? So if, if they choose to continue to go down this way, right, if they can actually bridge off and do something for businesses that just includes NFTs. We've already got um, houses and any type of mortgage things, um, 
You have car insurances that are NFTs at this point right now. I mean, there's, there's real-life applications for NFTs in the world. But um, I think that right now we're just stuck at the point where we're letting art be art, which isn't a bad thing. But that's, that's, that's the small part that everybody's thinking about. I keep, I keep telling people, you know, there's ways for you to run your, your NFT project to have real-world application and also maintain value. You know, um, when we're talking about sustainability, it's there's certain compartments of sustainability that I think people aren't touching on, which is uh, sort of like what what VC did, right? With the with the VC token, right? That's renewable. There's this it, it it has this mechanism that it just keeps almost kind of like recycling itself and maintaining a, a steady value, you know, of, over over the vet token itself, and it stayed like that from the very beginning. I think the lowest of lows has been maybe four, four to one ratio or something like that. The highest of high has been like almost 50, you know, and that was something that that was brought in by VC. Now, we're going to have to have other people innovate along those lines. It may not be catered towards a token. It could be doing something like Mad VH is doing. Now, every event that you go when you get these NFTs. Now, what if we could find a way to make those NFT valuable? What if we could take that same application and make it into a business model where now they can bridge off to, let's just say healthcare. You know what I mean? Healthcare is, is an industry that would would highly benefit from NFTs. Now, of course, there's going to be protocols because, you know, there's information being passed around that's very sensitive. But it, once we find the applications to keep certain things sensitive and keep certain things to towards a, 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 a different side where it's just public viewing, I think then it could be profitable. But you know, it takes time and it takes innovation. It takes people to 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 get uncomfortable. I, I think everybody's too comfortable right now. You know, hey, look at my look at my PFP. Hey, look at my PFP. That's going to be cool for the short term. You know, long term is going to be where's your PFP in another five years if it has nothing backing it. That's that's my one issue that I take with everybody. What 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 do you what is your five year plan? What is your ten year plan? If you can't answer those questions, you need to go back to the drawing board and get back there and try to figure out what it really is that you're trying to do here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there is, uh, I think a lot of our community is learning patience because like, you know, talked about earlier, all these PFP collections launched last year on VeChain. A lot of people that uh, knew something about NFTs, maybe a little bit, had a big old bag of vets, started getting into them and, and we were, um, you know, getting a little saturated, but, but you're right, you know, five-year plan, put it down on paper, um, share it with your, your community. And, and that's kind of treating it as a business. I mean, in one, in one sense, you know, but there's a lot of different, uh, angles to what we're doing. That's for sure. I want to talk a little bit more about that VC token and, um, the sustainability there. Cause, I think, Data, this would be a, a good question for you. So, VC is it's a it's a brilliant token the way it works. Um, from their standpoint, now from uh, a lot of these project standpoint, projects run out of money fairly quickly. Um, you know, from their minting funds, if if you're just going to take that route, just uh, PFP collection whatnot, you're burning VC to get staking for your community. Well, I mean, that adds up really quickly. 
that gets very expensive very quickly. Um, so from VC's standpoint, it's great because it, it props up their token. It gives it value. Um, are we going to see, is there any way for any of these projects aside from V Kings and papers to continuously be the top burner without um, running out of funds to do so for their community? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, the way, <laughs> a good example is if you look at Smudgies, um, and kind of what they're doing and how they do it. It's all about infusing value back into the ecosystem and finding a way to do that. So with VC token, it's, you're taking all these events that you can do. And if you function through that token, you're able to take those events where you're essentially crowdsourcing funds for people to do an event, um, whether it's a raffle or, um, any type of game that you may have a bingo night or something. And if you have 50 people participate, everybody pays five bucks into it, then you can use that money and then infuse that into the VC token, burn it, have it as a portion of it. And then it just is an ongoing thing. And, and it helps prevent a lot of the legality worries about it because you're not necessarily returning anything. You're you're burning the money that comes from it and then you're getting it back from generation. So it helps with people like myself if I'm going to develop something, then I can take the development aspect of it, use a portion of it to burn VC, which then is able to return value to some other project or something else that I do. So it helps create that circular economy side of it um, without everybody having to create their own token, without everybody having to come up with some way to, you know, a new smart contract, a new development, a new this, a new that. Everybody can kind of use that token in general, have that automatic system of burning and generating uh, through staking to where it allows people to have that utility that they're looking for without having to figure out, okay, now we did this big raffle event. We did this big, whatever. How can I get a portion of that back to everybody that participated? Well, it can be automatically done through that VC token. So is, uh, <clears throat> is Vikings, excuse me. Vikings is is a project that a lot of um, a lot of other projects are just buying up and holding in their in their community treasury, their community wallet. Um, you know, I think a lot of them are are just putting their generated VC back in to burn for their project um, to show something for their project. Is VC um, or Vikings? Is that just going to get to a point where where uh, those are just not going to be for sale because of what they offer? I mean, they offer almost four times the max staking yields of any other project that you know the, that can burn the most VC. They offer four almost four times um, those yields. Are we going to get to a point where VC or V Kings are, are not even uh, viable on the marketplace because nobody's selling them? I mean, it's, I think that there's always going to be buyers and, um, 
they'll always be sellers for sure. But I think anybody that thinks that the V-Chain ecosystem and VC in particular has a future um, and that they can do well and they believe in the team, um, if they come in and they drop a collection and they use part of their funds to then buy V-King because they think over time that that VC burn is going to be beneficial, then, I mean, it's just going to the values for sure going to keep going up and growing. And if you've got a third of the supply or a quarter of the supply locked up by 20, 30 teams that have launched over the last or the next two years, um, it's definitely going to be a much uh, more sought after asset because then not only do you have a decrease in flowing Vikings on the market, you're also getting all that VC that they generate from the ones that are held in the community wallet and they're just straight burning VC. So then the value of VC is going to go up because there's less that's going to eventually hit the market. You're lowering the generation rate overall. You're increasing the burn overall. Um, and if they believe in it that much, then they'll use it for their events as well. So it'll just, that value will just continue to go up. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, I know, I know we are definitely, um, <clears throat> our project, Non-Fungibles, is definitely using uh, VC. You know, we're, we're generating uh, by holding V-Kings and we're doing raffles and things for a burn for, for our own holders to stake. Um, but it, it may, may not be long-term for us. It may be long-term for us, just depending on what creative ways we use to, um, you know, to utilize that. Sig. And, oh, go ahead. And so just to add on for somebody that does a lot of community development as well, it just makes my life easier because I can go and create a smart contract tomorrow that functions completely through burning, burning of VC as a value item, then make it reproducible for a project. And so then now they have an item that they can use continuously that is constantly burning VC, which constantly brings back value to them and value back to the ecosystem. So without me having to then also create a token for them, and then you split up all of the, the capital and equity between 20 different tokens, you're using it, one token that's used in 20 different ways. Uh, Sig, so you uh, being big into Mad V Apes, and you have been, I think, since about the time of their launch um, in December of 2021, I believe. Um, what What is it that the community wants out of, say, your project? Like, I mean, yeah, we talked a little bit. They think it's cool that, that you know, you're reaching out, doing these in-person things. Um, but what is it that, that is really uh, getting your community going about about investing more into Mad V Apes and and just hanging around because that's a big strong community. It's, I mean, probably the biggest community on uh, on V Chain, I would say. Yeah, um, I think the the thing about Mad V Apes is there's a lot of different pieces to the puzzle. <clears throat> there's something for everybody to like, whether it's the metaverse side, whether it's gaming, whether it's just the art, um, There's and then there's multiple collections of the art, right? So I think there's a little bit of something for everybody to get attached to and like bring people in. 
Um, I think between all of our collections, we have about over 1,500 unique wallets. You know, someone holds a Phoenix but doesn't hold an Alpha. I think it's somewhere around 1,500, a little bit over. Um, I would say people are excited about us getting out there and, and really building a brand um, more than just, you know, an, a PFP NFT project. Uh, really building a brand into multiple industries, um, multiple avenues to to draw people in. Um, I think, you know, we started a, a gaming company, which I'm really excited about. Uh, we're going to use that to kind of <laughs> help our the gamers in our community get out there and, and make some money doing what they like, which is gaming. And there are some really good players. So we'll basically pay their entry fee um, to get into some amateur tournaments, if they win, you know, we split the, the revenue that they get from it. So another source of revenue for a project, a way for our gamers to kind of start getting out there, making some money for themselves, and a way for the brand to, to get out there and, and reach some new people. Eventually, hopefully, we break into the pro gaming circuit, you know, have that Mad VH logo on, on someone's jersey. You just never know. Uh, but definitely right now, starting small with just like amateur tournaments, we're actually formalizing a process for like tryouts, right? Um, and it's basically just a resume right now and then playing with, you know, Jano and the general and, and some of the other top gamers in our in our project. Um, but again, getting back to the original question, I think just the brand itself is starting to become recognizable across different blockchains now. Uh, and that's just from our community getting out there and, and being active. Um, you know, just the other day, I saw someone from the Ape Society, which is the top project on Cardano, say, oh, I've seen I've seen these Mad V8 before. And just kind of that and hearing that and seeing that uh, makes me realize that what we're doing is starting to work and, and the community getting out there and, and um, you know, just spreading that information out there is starting to work, starting to catch on. So I think that brand... Um, empowering community members to get out there and, and use our brand to build for themselves, whether it be the gaming company, like I talked about, um, someone starting their own gin company, whiskey company, um, their own companies just utilizing our brand. Um, I think it can be something big. So I think that's what, what we're most excited about right now. Yeah, that, uh, it would be really cool to be in the uh, and I'm not a gamer. I'm I'm not. I play Mario. I play Super Mario Brothers. Um, you know, one, two, and three. That's where I'm at. This the uh the Switch has some pretty good Marios, but but I mean I that would bring me into a, a different level of gaming if I could see one of my favorite NFT collections. Um, you know in the gaming world, I'd be more apt to myself pick up, you know, pick up a game because your brand is on it. And I, I think that, uh, you know, there's a lot of different psychological aspects to, to what we're doing and what we're building, you know, things that are going to catch people like, like that, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go play Halo. I'm not going to go play Call of Duty, but if Mad V Apes has a game or, you know, Something, I'm going to jump in and I'm going to at least try it. Well, at least think about it like this too, Sick. If you're going into the gaming aspect, right, what are key things that gamers need? Headsets, right? 
They always need headsets. They always need keyboards. They always need mouse, uh, mice. Oh, yeah, how do you say it? Mouse, mice. Yeah. <laughs> Controllers. Controllers. Now, yeah. now it becomes a thing where you can take it beyond just the NFT project. Now it becomes a business. You take your logo, you smack it on your own, your own stuff. Imagine going to these tournaments and they're already coming in with their headset, the Mad V8 headset. You know what I mean? You, you got you got the big logos on the ears, the things you know, the 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 that the, the mic to the face. You know, you got you got jerseys that 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 have just a, a small placement of Mad V8 right here on the on the shoulder. It just um, and this is what we're talking about. It's 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 a building of a business. Now you you have a lane, and th this is the greatest part. You know, it's watching people flourish. It, it's watching us all start. Like I wasn't here from the very beginning. But um, I was here from about December of last year. Um, I didn't take place in my first mint until February because I just wanted to get acquainted with everyone and, 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 and all the projects that were there. Um, and it's just now, you know, watching everybody get into their own lane. It's a, it's, it really is beautiful, you know. And, and all we now have to do is kind of help each other. You know, this is a symbiotic relationship that we need to have within the ecosystem which uh, thankfully we have these bridges, we have these roadways, we have these relationships, you know, that, that we're able to reach out and just be like, hey, you know, Sig, listen, I, I got an idea, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about, you guys want to help in on this, you know, because I know you, you got people in your sector that are more advanced in this technology than I am, you know, and this is just the, the building. So who knows, maybe, maybe from this talk today, you know, uh, Sigtoshi and Nero had on the phone, they hit somebody up real quick. Listen, we got an idea. We, we want to put out this headphone set. And there you go. But, they, but it goes to business. But, Sean, that's the beautiful part about it is you can do it. You can take the Mad V8 logo. If you think you can execute this business, you can do it. And you can take all the money. You don't even have to give a kickback to the project. We want to empower. That's what I'm saying. We want to empower the community members to get out there and use the brand to, to do their own thing, to monetize it for themselves. That's the power of it, right? Um, anyone can go out there and start a company, uh, put the Mad VH logo on a controller and, and start selling it on Amazon. Anyone can do that and make money for themselves, leveraging the brand that's already being built. Because for us, you know, for, for the team, our goal is to get the brand out there to more people. And by you doing that and making money for yourself, you're doing that for us, right? So it's a win-win all around. Um, so we, we started um, committees within our project and for community members to join. There's a Mad Media Committee. Uh, there's the Mad Gaming Committee. And these are where people can get together to discuss ideas on how to do these things, how to build the brand, how to monetize through companies, how to enter into the gaming industry. Um, so it's exciting. But, yeah, that's what I'm getting at, Sean, is, is starting businesses for yourself, to monetize it for yourself but also helping that brand awareness, you know, for, for Mad VAs. It's, it's, it's really exciting. It is. And that's cool that you brought that up because somebody talked about it the other day. Is putting it put on headphones and stuff. I think, I think what it is too is, um, you know, the investors, consumers, wh whatever you want to call the people that are actually, you know, putting money into your project. They have to understand what their rights are as far as like IPs, intellectual properties, um, and that's what makes um, just blockchain itself so attractive. Um, why would you go, right? And like uh, uh, most of these people now that are doing music are starting to understand what it is 
to work with a big corporation where it's not just one person that's in your pocket, it's 10 different companies. So by the time that money gets redistributed back to you, they're getting a percentage on everything that you're working hard for. And this is what blockchain actually gives you. This, this is the, the, the main thesis of it. It's like you can go out, you can make your own brand, your, 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 your own mechanisms, and you can reap all the rewards back without having to actually kick back to, to big corporations and end up in a, in, in a recycling debt where eventually at the end, you're the one that's broke, but you've done all the hard work. It's a sad thing to see that happens in the corporate world continually. There's a, there's a cool project. I think it's on Solana. I think it's called uh, OK Bears. And basically, you go to their website, right? You enter in your wallet. You enter in or you click on the NFT that you own. It like pops up the NFTs that you own. Let's say you want to start a company with that IP. You click it, it prints out all your IP rights. It prints out the images you can use and, and it tells you like what you can use this stuff for. And it's basically a media package for the stuff that you own and the stuff that uh, OK Bears, I guess they're, you know, more project logos and, and official logos and stuff like that that you can use. And it just puts it together in this package and allows you to, to use that for your business. And it's just, it was such a cool, somebody showed me it, um, forget his name. I think his name is Intern. Uh, he's pretty big on, on Twitter, but he showed me this website. And I was like, this is genius. It's just, a, it's like a two clicks and you have your whole media package to start creating your business, utilizing that IP. It's awesome. Yeah, that's, uh, that's really, I mean, that's good for, for the average person to know detailed okay, this is what I own. This is what I can do. It's up to me how I do it. And, uh, you know, that could trigger a lot of, uh, a lot of growth in itself. Another thing, um, you know, talking about this branding and, and uh, slapping logos on stuff. So no nerds Inc. You know, they started as a, a, uh, a meme. They minted for a hundred, hundred vet their, their tablets, you know, pills to, keep the nerds away. Well, they just got their first shipment in of uh, actual no nerds tablets in real life. And the novelty business is, is so freaking huge. I mean, I don't know. I probably spend several hundred dollars a year myself on just stupid gag gifts, you know, for white elephants, for, you know, 50th birthday parties for, um, you know, baby showers. I, I'm I'm the guy that goes and gets an inappropriate gift for these things. Well, there's a lot of people that are going to buy that 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 stupid stuff. You know, cost oh, it's only ten bucks. You know, ten bucks. I'm going to go buy this, and and everybody's going to have a laugh out of it or whatever. You can brand in such a way where you target those markets like that, and and it it meets uh, it meets in the middle with the blockchain and the real world and it can happen so seamlessly to where you know they might uh they might come up with some other novelty gifts that uh you know they sell on amazon people do some reading about it oh well this is this is an nft also i can i can you know and just like you were talking sig you know if 10 percent of those people um they go to the you know whatever event 
set up a wallet, well, that's, you know, that many more wallets, that many more people interested in in the blockchain, in whether it's VeChain, whether it's Ethereum, whether it's Cardano, you know, more interest. Because once you get into one, I didn't learn first about VeChain, you know. I learned first about Ethereum, Bitcoin, NFTs. I started on Cardano, and I kind of traveled around the Twitter, and I found my way into VeChain, and I enjoyed it. I stayed. Here I am. But there's, I mean, just so many opportunities, so many opportunities out there to uh, to organically bring um, Web 2 and Web 3 together through NFTs. I think, you know, the, the opportunities are, are endless out there. You just got to... You just got to think about it because, you know, I don't know how many times in your guys' lives you've thought, you know, look back in an invention. What, what, why couldn't I think of that? It's simple. You know, when's my time? Now's the time. Now is the time to uh, to come up with that shit because we're in the perfect position to uh, to be a part of something huge. That's this guy's opinion but um we just have a couple of minutes left any parting words for the people any advice um you know on getting in nfts what to look for what to avoid what to build anything data you got anything um <clears throat> anything anything pick something learn it go for it just jump in. There's room for everybody. There's so much room for so many people to just uh, just get in and do it. Sig? Agreed. Agreed. Um, get in with communities, too. Man, Data, I missed that. I missed that bald head. Um, I was hoping you were going to make it out to Vegas again because um, I missed you this time around, but hopefully the next one. Uh, but you you meet people and you create relationships. They end up helping you in some way or another, any way that they can. The people in VeChain, especially right now, um, they're awesome people. It, you know, I've got I've gotten lucky enough to meet a, a good amount of the VFAM. They are genuinely good people, and and you'd be surprised at how much you find in common with with you know pretty much everybody. You can find common ground. Um, but people want to help too. Um, People really want to help you. I've, I've gotten the pleasure to work with data on a few things uh, and just some other people. Just when you start meeting the community and, and connecting with them uh, on, on more of a level than just a PFP picture, you start understanding that people genuinely want to help. And I think that's probably step one is just get in with communities, get in with people. And then, like data said, build something, grow something, bring new people in. Uh, we all need to start putting in work to bring new people in and show them the stuff that's being built here on VeChain. Um, and because it is, it is good stuff. It really is. You look at other blockchains, man. I'm, you guys know I'm on like eight different blockchains. There's some stuff being built on VeChain that's unique to VeChain, and that's really cool stuff. Uh, and people would be surprised by it. So let's just all keep supporting each other, keep getting out there, keep building, keep growing. Um, that's how we take that next step as an entire ecosystem. John Berg? Just realize that anything that you want to do is possible. Um, anything that you could dream of, 
anything that you thought that you wanted to do at some point, if there is a possibility within this realm. Um, it's just up to you and uh, having a good team, making sure that you have a good game plan going in, uh, making sure that you're always factoring for things. Uh, life never goes the way that you want it to. Just remember that when you're making this plan. You have to have plan A and and the forks off of plan A just in case. Hey, you never know. You know, this is this is life. You know, well, I think we're at a time right now that we realize we're starting to get older and, you know, you know, like life just takes over, whether it's, you know, home life, whether it's, you know, God forbid, illness, things of that range. You always have to factor things in. Um, but the realm of possibility and and any any project or any ecosystem um, is totally up to you. Just take a look around, especially if if you know who we are, right? Ask Data how long he's been doing what he's doing. Ask Muzzies how long he's been doing what he's been doing. You know, they're they they have they haven't done this for a lifetime. This is this is like a year, two years into into it, which means you know there's a possibility for you to advance in something. You can take something on that's new and learn it relatively, you know, fairly quickly because we have resources. Uh, when I first started to even think about doing coding, the first person I went to was Dada. When I first started to think about going into into uh, animation or, you know, character development in, inside of Web3 design, I went to Smuzzies. These are things that we have the avenues and we have the people that we could actually channel into for these avenues in order for you to succeed. Um, whether you succeed or not is, is definitely upon you, but also incumbent upon the community to also, you know, adapt our resources that if we see somebody kind of going down the wrong road to, to try to steer them back together, you know? So we just have to work symbiotically, but all in all, just remember anything that you want to do, the realm of possibility is right here. And it's right now. Just put your foot on the gas and just start going. Because if you keep hitting the brake, guess what? You stand still. Yeah, I think um, anybody, no matter what level, starting at beginner, with the tools that we have available, with um, chat GPT, with the dis v VChain Energy Discord that we have, and with the people that we have that'll be willing to spend an hour a week plus to help a uh, new beginner that's never coded before ever could create a full D app start to finish less than six months. Front end, back end, smart contract, everything with zero experience could probably have a full D app in less than six months. So, I mean, it can be, it's doable. Uh, if you talk to, like Sean said, if you talk to a lot of the people, they haven't been developers or coders or anything for a long time. Um, I think the first time that I did a, a video with Tricky, I said I don't even consider myself really a developer at that point in time. Um, now I'm essentially a full stack blockchain developer because I can do front end, back end, developing smart contracts and deploying them and that's less than a year maybe. And that was before we had a lot of the tools that we currently have. So anybody can do it. You just have to put in the time and effort. And more tools coming, right? With the Forge? Oh yeah, yeah. With, it's um, be easier um, 
So yeah, there's a lot of exciting stuff to look forward to. And in the foundation data, correct me if I'm wrong, but the foundation said they're going to be working on getting a lot more wallets into VeChain and looking at our little NFT ecosystem as well. Like they're building tools for enterprises to use, but also for us to use too. Um, it's it's an exciting time ahead. I think three to six month range, VeChain NFT ecosystem is going to look a lot different. My opinion. We need to all keep working hard though, and utilizing these tools that they're giving us and that the existing devs are giving us as well. Um, I think we all need to utilize that. Um, but also just keep working hard. Fun times ahead, though. Really do think so. So pick a uh, thing, pursue it. Yeah, Sig. Um, the couple of the V Chain tech devs uh, have been on Twitter multiple times, and you know they've got NFT PFPs, and they're engaging in the community and asking for input. And you know we're gonna have a, a no code D app drop that you can do and no code nft mint and no code uh token mint that you can have so it'll be you know making that on ramp a lot easier to follow um so yeah it's all coming awesome well i know uh i know i'm excited i know uh my team is excited and uh i mean i think everybody's pretty excited so uh thanks for coming on today guys thank you for your time and um We'll do it again. I'm certain of it. Sounds good. Have a good one, guys. Later. Definitely. Drinking. Thanks. See ya. Good man.